know, do we wonder when, you know, does God even care when we're confronted with, you know, the horrific world news day after day after day? You know, do we wonder sometimes, why is my experience of God different from everyone else's? It seems like everyone else's, they, you know, they, they talk as if God is so close, as if he's almost talking audibly. But, but for me, it's like he's, he's not even in the same city. Uh, you know, and, and so these, these questions, I think, are very real questions that, that if, we are, if we're honest with ourselves, all of us, at times, struggle with this thing of doubt. Do I actually believe this? And um, in, in John's Gospel, towards the end of John's Gospel, the whole purpose of his Gospel is explained in, in, uh, in John 20, verse 31. Uh, I'm not quite sure why it stopped working, but it's all right. But these things are written, John 20, verse 31. But these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. You know, it's, it's interesting also to ponder that faith and beliefs are not always the same thing. You know, we've all got our share of wrong faith, you know, of, of wrong beliefs. And, and the difficulty can arise when we're, when we're putting our trust into something that's not true or not putting our trust into something that is true. You know, we, we live with this kind of interesting thing. Um, a, a wonderful man called uh, Oswald Sanders, if you could push that again, he says this, and, and uh, apologies, he's, a, he's a, uh, an old source, but so it's a, it's a little bit gender-specific, but he says, doubt is not always a sign that a man is wrong. It may be a sign that he's thinking. And I, I want to I encourage us, I want to I suggest to us this morning that we should make doubt our friend. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. Sometimes, you know, sometimes these words are used as if they're the same thing, but they're often quite different. You know, doubt's often portrayed as negative, you know, doubting Thomas. You know, again, you know, yes, Jesus did say, don't doubt, you know, believe and don't doubt. But what if doubt is really different from unbelief? What if they're two quite different experiences? In, uh, in Mark 9, 24, if you would mind pushing that again, thanks, Hayden. Uh, Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me, unbelief. help me overcome my unbelief. I believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Isn't that the situation we often find ourselves in? I do believe. I'm just struggling. You know, I do believe, but I'm just wondering if, it's going to, if it applies to me. I'm wondering if it applies to my friend. I wonder if it applies to my family member. And again, there's this, there's this reality that, that, um, that, that I think doubt it's very different from belief or unbelief. Unbelief and belief are destinations. They're places that we get to and we stop. You know, we believe. I mean, no one will convince me that there is no God. No one will convince me that, that Jesus is not the Son of God. You know, I, I, I've got a belief and I've stopped there. I, I also don't believe a lot of things. You know, and so, so unbelief and belief are destinations where we've stopped exploring and we've stopped learning. We've got, I've got that one sus. Thank you. I can pop that one away behind me now. But, but again, remembering that unbelief is as much a faith decision as belief is. And it's usually more of a case of I refuse to believe, you know, that there's none so blind as those who will not see. And so, you know, the reality, again, if you wouldn't mind pushing that, that button for me, uh, doubt's a journey. And it can lead us to belief or it can lead us to unbelief. In lots of ways, what doubt is, is it's the crack in our suit. It's the thing that makes us go, I wonder. And, you know, and that's why I mean, let's make doubt our friend. I, I think unbelief is a growth stopper. And doubt can be a growth encourager. 
what it does, it, what doubt does is it kind of goes, have I got this right? Do I believe this or not? I think I think doubt is a journey towards trust and faith and belief, or, or it can equally be a be a journey towards uh, unbelief. Um, again, Luke Luke twenty four. Thanks, Hayden. While they were still looking around, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. And they were startled and frightened. This is the, this is the, the post-resurrection appearance of Jesus to the disciples. They were startled and frightened, and they thought they saw a ghost. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? Why do, you, why do doubts rise in your mind? Look at my hands and my feet. It's myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they, and I love the sentence. It's a kind of a clunky sentence, but it's and, and while they and while they still did not believe, while they still did not believe it, because of joy and amazement, he asked them. You know, it's this, it's this crazy kind of thing. They're, they're there, he's saying, "Reach out, touch my hands and my feet," and it's saying they still couldn't believe it, but they were stopped. <laughs> Just like he's the most solid ghost we've encountered today, um, and possibly in all our, all of our life. <clears throat> I remember the first time I'd been a Christian for, for a very short time, and um, I was I was down at, at Bonham Queen Street sharing my faith with a couple of, with strangers on a Friday night, one of those annoying people, um, and um, and I remember having this conversation and, and happened to talk to a couple of girls who, who turned out to be Jehovah's Witnesses, and and they kind of pushed back on what I was telling them about what Jesus had done in my life, and they said, well, but you do realise, of course, that Jesus is not God. He's a creative being. He's he's able. Oh my God! I did not know. And what it caused me to do, it created, it put, it put doubt into my heart. You know, I, I don't know. I, I've been a Christian for less than probably six months at this point in time. So I, there was there was some things I'd experienced, there were some things I'd learned, but there's some there's lots of things I didn't know. And, and, and what it did, it, it put within me this kind of this this doubt in my mind, which began me on a journey. I, I, Picked up my Bible and said, I've got to figure this thing out. I've got to figure out is 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 he a God or is he God? You know, is he divine or is he just a good God? Uh, you know, and what it began to do in me was it put a drive in me. That doubt drove me to, to diving into the scriptures and saying, Does it say he's God or not? Is he is he is he is he divine or is he just a messenger? You know, and, and for me, from that time on, you, you know, I, no one could ever convince me that Jesus is not the, the divine Son of God, that he's not, he's not holy God and holy man, that he's, that he's, this, that he's both 100% human, 100% divine. You know, no one could convince me about that because doubt had taken me somewhere. Now, doubt could have just as easily taken me to the point of not believing that, uh, except the evidence was really helpful. You know, again, I, you know, I often kind of think when we do ministry times and, and the, you know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, there, there are another area where doubt is a journey, but unbelief is a dead stop. You know, and I, I've experienced enough unexpected intervention by God to keep me utterly convinced that God loves to touch people, that God loves to heal people. And I've had enough unanswered prayer to, to convince me I need to know more. And I need to know this Jesus more. You know, it, it, this every time I think we pray for people, it, 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 there's a there's a little there's a little crack. And now I'm sorry, it was a wrong slide, but there's a little crack in our certainty that kind of goes, does does God care about this situation? Does He want to do something about this? And what it does, it causes us to either pull back or lean forward. Yeah. And, and and for us, you know, we're people who are on this journey. 
Um, again, you know, I think doubt is a necessary part of growing in faith. Richard, uh, Dr. Richard Halverson says this, and I think it's another, um, dogmatism refuses to admit doubt. Faith often struggles with doubt. You know, I, I think we've thought of doubt as a, in, in very negative terms, but the reality is this, faith often struggles with doubt because it's taking us somewhere. We're starting from, from one degree of, of understanding and doubt causes us to go to another degree of understanding and another, or, or it can take us in the opposite direction. Again, Augustine uh, said this, the Bishop of Hippo, he said, he said, I believe in order to understand. And oftentimes we start, we lean into this and then we ask him, help me to, help me to understand this more. You know, trust, I, I think, often comes before knowing and certainty. It's, it's usually the step of trust that is, that, is, that, is in that moment of doubt. You know, and like I say, I know that Jesus said believe and don't doubt, but I, I, I do wonder if the translators have made an unhelpful job there. I, I, you know, I wonder if they've kind of put a, a meaning onto that word that I don't think is there. So I, I think the warning is don't stop in doubt. Don't let doubt take you to unbelief. Let doubt take you to belief. Let it, let it move you somewhere. Let it move you forward. Um, for me, my introduction to Christianity was this terrible diagram. Uh, and uh, if, uh, any of us seen the train? <coughs> this, you probably have to be really old like me. But, uh, but, but my, so I became a Christian, and uh, I got involved on campus with, um, with an organization called Navigators, who I'm, who I'm really, really grateful to, because they, they were a very helpful start to my faith. Um, but they would have this, this really big thing that it's, that it's, you know, your feelings don't determine, they, they don't go at the front of, of, of your experience. Fact goes at the front. It's fact, then faith, then feelings. Fact is the train. Feelings come afterwards. You know, don't get them mixed up. And, and um, you know, in, in lots of ways, you know, it, it was a helpful thing. You know, Billy Graham was saying, the, you know, the Bible says it, I believe it, that settles it. They're helpful things. But they're not the whole thing. You know, but the reality is this also, that our, that our discipleship is based on the truth of the scriptures, the, the truths that we've held central over the past 2,000 years. You know, and, and in some ways that little diagram has, has served me reasonably well uh, you know, in my discipleship and, until there were moments where it felt like I'm having experience that, that someone told me the facts don't bear out. You know, so so my experience with the, with the particular organisation and the small group that I was part of, they, they were kind of like the Holy Spirit doesn't do anything today. He, he leads people to, to conviction and conversion, um, but he doesn't do anything else. But I I just I just been filled with the Holy Spirit, and 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 I'd spoken in an unlearned language, and I'm like, but the facts don't bear out what I've just experienced. What do I do with that? You know, it, 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 it throws this thing of doubt in there, doesn't it? You know, now this is not to belittle logical thinking, because logical thinking is really, really important in so much of life. You know, we'd be primitive indeed, I think, without powerful, logical, linear thinking. But the reality is there's a lot of mystery in our following of Jesus. You know, he's, he's not just the God of the mind. He's the God of the heart. He's the God of the mystery. The, the Bible talks a lot about mystery. Um, and, but, and, and in some ways, I, I wonder if at the moment we've probably, we've possibly got the train around the wrong way. We're, I do wonder at times that we've swung too much towards feelings driving our faith. You know, it, it's too easy to bring what we might call my own truth, uh, you know, and, and my own experience to some of these aspects of Orthodox Christianity. Nonetheless, 
I think it's really important for us to kind of realize that it's all of these things. It's facts. It's, it's the scriptures. It's the you know it's the it's the it's the the solid interpretation of scriptures. It's it's our faith linking into those and leaning into it, and it's our experiences being attached to those. And sometimes the experiences come early, and sometimes they don't come at all. And yet, what he's inviting us to do is to keep leaning in. You know, one of our one of our um, really important strengths, I think, in, in churches like ours, is the encouragement to to hold opposing truths and tension. Uh, and, and again, you know, on one hand, we believe that God is holy, and, and yet we also believe that God is merciful. You know, they're, they're opposing truths, but what we do is we hold those things in tension. You know, we, we believe that God demands obedience, but God's also, he's also provided for our, for our healing. Uh, for, you know, for our failing, I should say. He, he's a God of healing. But he's also a God who, who allows us to suffer. I, I mean, how do we put these things together? He's a God of wrath. He's also a God of love. You know, and, and one of the challenges for us is to, is to walk with this tension, to realize he's, he's both of those. And we live in this, in this swirl of doubt. It's, it's all right. It's, a, it's an okay place to be. Because the, the important thing is that we don't break the tension, that both of those things are true. You know, one of the, one of the difficulties of, of our Western mindsets is, is that we usually, want to, we usually want the evidence to drive us to one conclusion. It's quite difficult to have two truths, two opposing truths at the same time. And yet that's the biblical stance that he's inviting us into, that we don't break the tension, that the kingdom of God is now, and we experience it, and yet it's to come. It's here, but it's not yet. You know, we hold these uh, competing truths of tension, and the moment we break the tension of one of those things, we, you know, we, we begin to wander into error. Our challenge is to hold is to hold seemingly competing views of God and tension, and go yes and yes. He's an amazing God. You know, so, so we have we, we have a theology of healing, and we have a theology of suffering and dying, and they and they don't contradict each other. But what it does do is it, it creates this, this swirl of doubt in the middle. And I think, I think God's invitation to us is to make doubt our friend and to go on the journey, to let it crack our certainty and to, and to take us someplace. Um, I've got to... Uh, I, 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 I'm trying to think about how can I illustrate this in the most, in the most helpful way. You know, in, in terms of what doubt does and the function that it helps us, uh, you know, the, the function that it has in our lives. My, my pet peeve in life is people who can't merge on a motorbike. And, and even this morning, on a Sunday morning, I had that same thing, you know, waiting for the lights to turn, going on to the motorway ramp, and someone driving down that motorway ramp, but I can't get past at about 40k, thinking, it's a motorway. <laughs> We're using the ramp to get to 100k, crying out loud. <laughs> um, you know, I don't, I, this tells you how broken I am, but, but it, it still annoys me, you know, then they, they drive slow, then pull into the lane of traffic, and everyone, ha everyone has to break behind them. Well, you know, I, I think in some ways the process of doubt is somewhat analogous to this thing of, of using a ramp to either speed up or to slow down. You know, I think so often what doubt is, is, is it's, this, it's this moment in time when we're wanting to join something, we're wanting to, we're wanting to believe something, 
and yet we've got to get up to speed. It's this, it's this moment when we kind of go, I, I've got to use this, I've got to think through this, I've got to pray through this, I've got to study the scriptures around this. I need to come to a conclusion because this, this ramp is either going to take me off the motorway or onto the motorway. I, I think, I think these on-ramps and off-ramps are the moments of doubt when we upgrade or downgrade our faith. You know, a lot of times, a lot of times, what we're doing is we're is we're trying to live a robust. We're, we're trying to live with a faith that, that actually is robust enough to handle the evidence that, that we're facing. You know, a lot of I think a lot of times over the years of, over the years of, of, of being a pastor, you know, I, I've noticed sometimes people really struggle when they're trying to when they're trying to grapple with a very difficult situation for Sunday school faith. It just doesn't work, you know. I mean, that's one of the reasons why people often notice, you know, people, you know, that there's often a great drop off when, when kids go from uh, primary school to high school, and when people go from high school to university, there's often a, there's often a drop off of faith. People people have a faith crisis. They're, they're learning they're learning facts that contradict what what a simple answer didn't actually answer. And these and these on ramps and off ramps are, are these they're these moments where they're, they're cracks in our certainty. We've got to get up to speed, or we're going to end up getting off that motorway. And, and so for me, I think I think these things are really important. They're, when you think about doubt as being this moment where we're where we're getting up to speed, when we're grappling with, with something where we thought we had it sucks, and yet that, that simple answer doesn't doesn't answer this. This complex situation that we're in. that's faith, that's that's doubt, and what God's inviting us to do is let that doubt take us from what we once believed to what we need to believe, to take us from a simple, you know, a simplistic faith to a robust faith. You know, and we're living in really complex times. We're we're living in times where, where everything is against living a virile New Testament Christian life. You know, there's so much pushing against us. And we need to be people who are just constantly saying, "Take me on the on ramp, let me, let me get my, let me take me through this moment where I'm like, the evidence is really troubling. I, I you know, I, I'm I'm convinced it's right, but I don't know why it's right. You know, I'm convinced that this is the right way to walk. I'm convinced that this is the right thing to do. Help me, help me in my, you know, as as the father of that child said, I believe. Help my unbelief." You know, help me, I'm, I'm stuck here. You know, we need, to make, we need to make doubt our friend. You know, the reality is this, that, that faith is not leaning into our facts, it's leaning into the person of Jesus. Over and over again we're saying, Lord, help me, show me, you know, reveal this, reveal it through wisdom of my friends, reveal it through the scriptures, reveal it by your Holy Spirit. You know, and, and, and again, the reality is this, that we, that we as Christians live with a great degree of mystery. And, and so much the New Testament talks about this thing of mystery. That is, in other words, it's things that in this life we'll not have concrete answers to. We won't, we won't have an A plus B equals C. We'll have things that you kind of go, I'm still scratching my head about this, but I'm convinced of this. God is good. You know, I've got to say this, having followed Jesus, you know, I'm now in my fifth decade of following Jesus. And in my fifth decade of following Jesus, I probably there's probably more things that I'm not certain of, but I have a much greater faith, I have a much greater trust. I trust, I said, over, over five, five decades, I've come to see that Jesus is faithful. That I can lean on him. 
even if I don't understand, I can lean on him. He's good. He's not let me down. He's been good to me. I mean, there's been moments when, I've I, I got to admit, there's been moments where I haven't liked him very much. You know, I, I hope that's not shocking. But there's moments where Jesus' claims are quite difficult. You know, and we wrestle with them and we kind of go, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to change. You know, and yet I've trusted him enough. He's never done me harm. You know, this is, this is the Jesus that, that's inviting us to follow him. You know, so my encouragement is this, that, that we don't be afraid of doubt. Let doubt be our friend. Let doubt help us. Let doubt take us on to that freeway to take us from zero kilometers an hour to 100 kilometers an hour before you, before you merge, like I said. Um, <laughs> but I, I think he's inviting us to celebrate mystery, to pursue God, to live with the tension of the now but they're not yet here, but yet to come. You know, that, that we see things in part, we don't yet see them in full. We have questions. We have, we have things that perplex us. We have things that we agonize over. You know, I've, got, I've got situations that I agonize over. I'm longing to see God break through. But does it mean I don't trust God? Absolutely not. I do trust Him. I do trust Him. That's why I'm wrestling with it. That's why I'm still on that on-ramp. Because I, I want to see where it's going to take me. Matthew, when I, when I said to Matthew... Um, a few days ago that I was going to preach on this, he, he flicked me a quote from Alan Scott that we're going to finish with. And Alan Scott says this, doubt your beliefs, but don't believe your doubts. Uh, isn't that beautiful? It's, it's absolutely okay to doubt what you believe. It's absolutely okay to kind of look at, look at where we are right now, the kind of person that I am right now. It's okay to doubt that. But just don't believe our doubts. Because they're meant to be things that take us somewhere. They're not, they're not a destination. Belief is a destination. Unbelief is a destination. But doubt is a process. So Father, I want to thank you so much for my beautiful friends. And I pray that you would, Lord, that you would give us courage, Lord, to call doubt what it is, to let it be a friend to us. Lord, to, to be something that's actually going to take us forward. And Lord, we welcome, Lord, we welcome the contradictions. We welcome the pain. We welcome the, the stretch in our faith. And Lord, we just want to say we want to make doubt our friend. We want it, we want it to take us towards Jesus. We want it to take us towards right belief. And so, Holy Spirit, would you would you come? Lord, would you, would you examine our hearts? Would, would, you, um, would you lay them bare? The Holy Spirit, would you give us grace to upgrade our faith? Lord, in these trying times, I, I pray that you, Lord, would you deliver us from simplistic answers? And Lord, would you, would you strengthen our faith that we might have robust faith? That we might have a faith that's been tested. That the faith that's been through the deep waters and through the fire and has come out unscathed. So would you come amongst us? Lord?